You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Happy Monday, Bruce. How are you? Both in the live. Yeah. Yourself? I'm okay. I'm just looking at all the uh, the reports of all these unvaccinated people that are causing all of these problems. That's what I'm looking at. That concerns me. Mm-hmm. That concerns me. Mm-hmm. And apparently it concerns Dr. Fauci too. He's he's concerned. Uh, according to the AP, he's, he's really concerned. He's very frustrated with the direction that the pandemic is going. Uh, and he's now recommending to the CDC that they adjust their guidelines and have vaccinated people start wearing masks again. So much so that... Uh, they say that this is under active consideration. That's what's being reported out of the AP at the moment. Well, wait a minute. I thought that I thought that once you're vaccinated, you're protected. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? I mean, that's <laughs> what I thought it was. You know, we we're supposed uh-huh. to be safe from this. Uh, you know, supposed to be, but it doesn't quite work that way. Um, they're going to have to make a statement at some point if they want to save any kind of face here. They're going to have to make a statement at some point and admit that these things don't work. They're going to have to do that. I I would think they can't they can't continue to hide it. It's already starting to bleed through. I mean, they're doubling down, saying that well, uh, well, unvaccinated people aren't going to have as many freedoms as vaccinated people. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's the talking point across the board with all the countries and everything else. You're hearing the New Zealand prime minister, the prime minister of Australia, all saying uh, we're having record vaccination rates. UK, they're saying, oh, we've got we got so many people doing uptakes on vaccines. We'll tell you how that how that's not the case today. We'll tell you how this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Rather, it's a pandemic of the vaccinated. Oh, wait a minute. You mean to say that they're lying to you? Yeah. Yeah, they are. And they're doing it outright. They're doing it outright. The entire thing is a giant gaslighting operation. No, 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 no. Don't pay attention to what's going on in the in the hospitals. Don't pay attention to the people that are being hospitalized. Don't pay any attention to the people that are dying that have had the COVID vaccine. Don't pay any attention to that. Pay attention to what we're telling you. Ignore reality. Listen to what we say. That's what they're saying. They are so out of touch, the political class. Maybe, maybe. Honestly, I don't know. Are they out of touch? I'm I'm asking myself this question. Are they so out of touch that they don't even understand why all of these countries are now rising up against them? They don't even understand why. You had protests yesterday in all across Australia. You had protests all across Europe. You had protests... In Japan, you had protests in hell in New York, for God's sake. The Americans, we don't protest. We don't have a history of protesting, but nonetheless, they were out there. The Mexicans were out protesting yesterday as well. I mean, none of this, none of it that I can see, none of it is being reported anywhere in the mainstream media. You did say that you saw a couple of things, but nothing on the level of what you and I were going over before we started. No, um, the stuff I'm seeing in the mainstream media, uh, it, it has to do with the fact that um, people are not taking vaccines or, you know, not not following the, the quote unquote regulations and all that. But as far as the protests and everything are concerned, 
none of the mainstream is is reporting on it. Reuters has some articles on it. Um, there was some articles out of New York Times. That was it. Uh, there, there, there wasn't anything like, uh, hell, even ABC wasn't reporting anything on it or, uh, the MSNBC or uh, CNN, you know, none of the mainstreams, even Fox news, I didn't see anything on that. So nothing, nothing at all. Nothing in the, in the foreign press about it. Nothing in the French media, nothing in the UK, nothing in the German press. I watch all those things. Nothing. It's like it didn't even happen. Instead, what do you get today? Just this morning, Germany to restrict unvaccinated if COVID cases rise. You know they're going to rise. All they have to do is dial that fraudulent PCR test back up. That's all they have to do. And poof, you've got cases again, which we said that was going to happen. They're going to give you a little reprieve in the summer because we're trending out of the cold and flu season. But as we trend back down, the cases are going to rise, especially now that you have the people that are hit with this jab. When they come in contact with another coronavirus, your body's now going to process an interaction with another coronavirus very differently, and you're going to have some serious problems. And what are they going to do? They're going to blame the people that are not taking it. That's what they're going to do. That is doubling down. Again, a top German official for the German chancellor, of course, because Merkel can't come out and say it herself, has said, now, he doesn't expect another lockdown in Germany. That means you're going to get one. That's what that means. Every single country that has said, no, we don't expect any more lockdowns. That means that they've locked every single one of them down. That's what that means. And as we said last week, as more of this comes to light, and when I say comes to light, I'm talking about the involvement of these independent agencies that are all working together, the the big tech collusion groups like the Davos Group and the UN and the World Health Organization. As all of this comes out, that they all collaborated with the Chinese Communist Party to cook up this little thing. As all that continues to come out, you're going to see more and more tightening down on the population. They risk exposure. Well, hell, they're exposed at this point, as far as I'm concerned, for anybody that's paying attention. And the millions and millions and millions of people that were out around the world yesterday sees exactly what we are seeing. They're seeing that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be out there. They'd be sitting in their home, wearing a mask, watching mainstream media, wondering when they could come out if they actually believed it. You know, I read something yesterday about Brazil. The members of the Brazilian parliament were being told to report on numbers. They were just being handed numbers, like all oh, the hospitals are full and, and we've got so many people dying. We've got this amount of people that are in the intensive care unit. You know what they did? The members of, of the Brazilian parliament, they went down to the hospital that they were supposedly reporting on and they pushed their way inside. And guess what they found? It was empty. The facts. Exactly. It was empty. There was no one in there. Restrictions, now back to Germany, restrictions may be necessary in the coming months for those who haven't had a coronavirus vaccine. We told you morons from the start of this thing. And when I say morons, I'm not talking about our listeners. I'm talking about these politicians that know nothing. They're just doing exactly what they're told when they get handed that piece of paper. You can't vaccinate against a coronavirus. You can't vaccinate against a common cold. Do you know why? Because there are so many variations of it, you can't pin it down. Do you know why they've never actually had a successful flu vaccine? Because they've never guessed the correct strain. They take the four most prominent strains from the year before, they cultivate and use them again for the next year. That's why they can never vaccinate against the flu. This is common sense. When you start talking about logic, reason, and common sense, you get shut down. Maybe they should stop, you know, trying to get a vaccine for the flu and instead work on making therapeutics for it. So when people do catch it and and encourage people in um, 
keeping their immune systems up, staying healthy, you know, those kind of things. Maybe that's what they should be doing and ensuring, you know, the, the health of the person, the individual, instead of pushing out the vaccine and trying to get a vaccine made for it. If it's that difficult to nail down, why don't we just find the easier solution in, in this? You can't do that. You can't do therapeutics if you are pushing a vaccination. You can't do that. You can't have any other option. That's why everything up to this point has been shut down. No, hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. No, ivermectin doesn't work. No, there's nothing as far as like vitamin D or vitamin C or, or zinc or anything. No, none of that works. Of course, all of that works. But you can't have an endorsement of any kind of, well, therapeutic, really. You can't have that if you want to push a vaccine. And that's what it's been about from the start was that. Do you remember the flip flop on the vaccine? Do you remember Trump when he was initially doing the whole warp speed thing and, and all the rest of it? And everybody, all the politicians were saying, as long as he's saying that it's uh, that it's safe. No, we're not taking it. If he says we're doing it. No, I'm not going to get anywhere near that thing. Oh, what? So he's gone now. So you're taking that over. Yeah. See, they wanted to be the saviors of the whole deal. That's what it was all about. And they couldn't do that with Trump in the way. So now that he's gone, oh, no, 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 no. See, you're going to have to take it or your life's going to be shut down. I do vaguely recall uh, Michelle Obama saying during the DNC, if you don't elect Joe Biden, then COVID's just going to get worse. Did it get any better? Has it gotten any better? Does anybody even remember that? Now, we'll see, we're very forgetful people. So is it a successful vaccination campaign? Is it? Yeah, see, here's the problem. They were expecting upwards of 70 to 90 percent, minimum 70 percent. They were expecting 70 percent vaccination rates. They were expecting that many people to just flop over and get it done. That's not what happened. That is not what happened. And you've probably fooled a lot of people, but you don't have anywhere near the numbers you're looking for. I'll bet you the real numbers here are anywhere between maybe 15, 20 percent at most, at most in some countries, at most. I would argue less. But let's take a listen to this. This is a radio program on LBC out of the UK. This is Nick Ferrari. Ferrari hears about the campaign that they were putting together to reach out to 10,000 people ages 18 to 29 to have the vaccines done. Let's listen to here. 10,000 people. Let's listen and hear how many people they were able to get out there out of those 10,000 that they approached. John's in Manchester. You work in a vaccination centre, do you, John? Good morning. Yeah, morning, Nick. Great show as always. That's very kind of you. How many young people are turning up where you are? Not a great deal. I was picking up at the point that the prof said before the break about young people not being lazy. I think I'd have to beg to differ. I'll give you just a, a quick well, stat. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, go ahead. We sent out an invitation to 10,000 youngsters between 18 and 30. Mm -hmm. We geared up a whole vaccination centre. Doctors gave out their weekend nurses. You can imagine the whole logistical exercise involved. Massive. Massive. Fewer than 200 took up the opportunity, of which less than 100 turned up. It's incredible. So all that medical staff and folk, everybody sitting around, Re ready to go. Renting premises, it was just... And what we actually did in our hours, we rang a few of the people up, you know, mobile phone connection, yeah, yeah. and we asked them, you know, why haven't you responded? And the range of answers is incredible. Uh, I don't know where the centre is. I haven't got the bus there. I'd have to change buses. <laughs> I've got to walk the dog. I've got to water the plants. I probably had COVID already. Mm. It, it's astonishing. They are lazy. They are lazy. Well, that's no, a, I don't know. No, hang on. Not You can't say that everybody aged 18 to 29 <laughs> is lazy. A huge number of them well, can't be bothered well, equals lazy. Are they lazy? I don't think so. 
I don't think so. If you've got excuses that you're putting out there, now, mind you, if you didn't catch that, that is a shocking amount of people that said, go kick rocks. 10,000 people, of which 200 responded, but less than 100 showed up. And when they were contacted directly, as you heard the man said, who worked at the vaccination center that was part of that campaign, they said, oh, no, we uh, we, we got to water the plants. We got to walk the dog. That doesn't say a whole lot about someone that's having their life threatened by a politician coming out and saying, uh, you're going to die if you don't have this thing. Uh, that doesn't show a whole lot of uh, of confidence in the system, does it? See, you do need to have confidence in the system. You need to have confidence in the medical staff. You got to have confidence from uh, government and in the institutions that are pushing it and the media of all things. And you don't have it. You don't have it. You know, to see all those people out there yesterday across the world, not not just Europe, just I mean, across the world. That was a sight to see in Italy. The police who were supposed to stop the protesters took their hats off when they walked with them in Paris. It started that way yesterday. But then, of course, they probably got their uh, their afternoon briefing from uh, whoever they had up there, their superior, and they turned the water cannons on and the tear gas and they started thumping on them. The Met in in London, they were knocking down some protesters. How that was going on in Sydney and in Melbourne, Australia as well. In some cases, I, I won't play this, but in some cases, I'll, I'll just let this one run behind me. This is what the media are actually showing. They did show this yesterday. Oh, look, the protesters are beating up on a police officer. They threw they threw ink at him and they threw uh, mud on him. But what happened when the cameras got turned off? Yeah, see, they didn't show this part. He's over there agreeing with the people that are out there, shaking their hands, talking to them, saying, I support you. I'm with you. I get it. I'm just doing my job. You see, behind the scenes... They're people, too. They've got families. They understand what's going on. They're inside. They see it. Now, some of them, yeah, sure. Yeah, they're acting like a bunch of Nazi thugs, bunch of brown shirts. I get it. Yeah, they like it. I understand. But I think you'll find that with probably a minority of them. I don't think you'll find that with a majority of them. It's good to see that, uh, you know, there there are some good law enforcement, but at the same time that are, you know, supporting the people. But at the same time, I would like to see those law enforcement standing up. Um, when it counts as well. I know they're, you know, normal people too, but you, you know the saying, you 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 got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. That's true. That's true. But is it really, again, back to this point, is it really a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Bruce, do you think it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated? I mean, according to what all the, now mind you, all the governments are saying exactly the same thing. Oh, we're going to have to restrict all the unvaccinated people. They're all saying this, all of them, like they're reading off the same script, yet no country is reporting via their mainstream medias on any other countries. I think they're having a little problem with information actually getting out and, and being shared amongst people because, you see, the whole idea of shutting things down and calling you non-essential was to take you out of society, was to remove that piece from the chessboard. That would be you. Remove your ability to talk to people. Remove your ability to see other people's faces and expressions by putting a mask on you. And take away your public interaction with people. No schools, no gyms, no restaurants, no bars, no churches. Those things. Where people could organize a mounting resistance against this trash. So what did that do? That forced you into a virtual world that they control, right? It forced you onto social media more than you would be before. Forced you onto social media, forced you to watch the mainstream media for information, forced you to get into Zoom calls, forced you to use your phone, everything that they control. That was the point. 
was we need to take people out of the public where they can communicate with each other and figure out what's going on. And we need to put them into the grid and the system that we control so we can control what they say and the information they get. Then you can manipulate people. You can carry out psychological warfare on a bigger scale that way. See, it's easy enough for people to just meet up at church or get together in a restaurant and you hear people saying two tables over, hey, do you really believe any of this crap? Do you really believe any of that? No. And you gain support for that. See, that's that can't be happening when you're when you're trying to take over and you're trying to impose your will on people. You can't have people organizing. You can't have people coming together. And so now they're just flat out ignoring everything that's happening out in the streets. Everything. Hell, the French, they stormed a government building yesterday. Three stories. They were throwing pictures of Macron out from the second and third floor, waving French flags, screaming liberty or liberté. They erected this um, this thing in Paris uh, yesterday with some well, some very decorative uh, red uh, streamers coming down off of it or something like that. I'm not sure. It was a very, very interesting looking structure. It was built out of wood and it had had a, uh, well, a, a looked like a place. It was almost about the size of your neck, almost. That would, that would kind of, you know, be down at the bottom there. And then there was like this giant razor blade looking thing attached to a rope at the top of that. I can't remember what they call it, but apparently the French are famous for building those things and using them at one point in their history. I'm not quite sure what that is, <laughs> but they were building those. Bruce, you saw it with smiles on their faces. You saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they seemed, uh, I mean, you know, it's a very historical uh, object that they were erecting. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Needless to say, the French are not happy uh, by the millions. They're not happy. Um, the Italians hit the streets yesterday to protest. But you know what? I can go down through the list of all the countries. And Bruce made an interesting point before we started. He said, why are we sitting here listing off all the countries that did participate? It would be a shorter list to list the countries that didn't. And that's true. It would be. But I would rather focus in on one uh, country at the moment. I would like to talk about Australia at the moment because they're under uh, the heaviest lockdown out of anybody because one person died, apparently. So they've got to shut down Sydney and Melbourne and hell, uh, Canberra. And they probably shut down Perth all the way on the other side of the country as well. But I've got some interesting sound bites to get to from some of the politicians down there. And it's it's funny because now this stuff is starting to come out from down there. And I'm not quite sure why. We're all of a sudden starting to see things come out from down there. Uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because it's been very difficult to get information out down there. We did get an email from one of our listeners in Australia. And I do thank you for that. It is quite extensive. Uh, and I do want to go over that in great detail. I will not mention your name, but thank you very much. We do respect privacy around here. But uh, I do want to go over that in great detail. And I want to do that either tomorrow or the next day. Uh, we'll go over it a little bit today, but there is a lot of information to take in in there about what's going on down in Australia. Uh, that is quite extensive. So basically, Australia, and we knew that this happened last year, they closed their borders. Uh, we knew that they had they'd done that and they stopped international travel. They never really reopened. Australia didn't. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that I think it's a couple of reasons. Now, I could be wrong here, but it's a couple of reasons. One, the Chinese have had their hands into Australia for quite some time now. And I would venture to say that a lot of their government down there is compromised. Uh, same as in the US, same as the European leaders, same with New Zealand and, and, and the rest of them. All of these agendas that we're seeing are all coming from the same place because they're all in business with them. The Australians are, well, the Australian government rather, is in really deep with the Chinese Communist Party uh, as far as like resource deals and mineral deals and water deals and everything else. Uh, they're, they're in pretty deep with them. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, and I'll go out on a limb and say this, I think that they're pro- if you start looking into it, I think they're probably partially or if not fully responsible for the wildfires across Australia over the last couple of years. Uh, because if you destroy the land, well, then everyone else goes down with you, right? So it only makes sense. Although we're still trying, Marty and I are still trying to figure out the purpose of China buying seven liters of water in one of their streams in, in Australia. I don't understand that. We're still trying to figure that one out. Seven it makes no sense. Seven liters of water. That's all they bought was seven liters of water. As silly as it sounds, maybe they can use it as a precedent to go in and say, we're taking our seven liters of water to protect it. So they can go in and seize everything. That's my guess. Could be that. It could also be uh, if you're working on a, some kind of biological something, knowing the makeup of what that what those waters are, what 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 it contains. I mean, it might make it easier to produce something that would could be thrive in that environment. I don't know. But anyway, uh, nonetheless, uh, we got a very detailed list uh, from a listener in Australia. And again, thank you very much for that. And I, I do want to go over it in more detail. Uh, but today, unfortunately, due to everything else we have, we just don't quite have the time because this is quite extensive. Uh, but I appreciate the um, the detail <laughs> that you sent. Uh, this is uh, this is fantastic. Uh, basically, I'm just going to go over some of the bullet points here. Uh, and again, I won't get to all of them today. But Australia closed its international borders in March of 2020 to anyone that is not a permanent resident or citizen. Our borders are still closed as of July 2021. If an Australian citizen citizen wants to leave Australia, an application must be made to the Department of Home Affairs. By Bruce shaking his head like that, he already doesn't like that organization. He already doesn't like that bureaucracy. Upon flying into Australia, returnees are taken straight from the airport to a hotel for two weeks. This process goes by the name of hotel quarantine. This is exactly what they're doing in the UK. You don't have a choice. You're taken straight to that and you can't leave. Uh, During this time, again, per Australia, you cannot leave your hotel room. The process is managed by the police and army reserves. This is what they're doing in Canada is exactly this. Uh, Hotel quarantine largely kept COVID out of the broader community. However, we have invariably dealt with outbreaks. Notably, our second largest city, Melbourne, was in lockdown for four months last year. Yeah, it's never really reopened, I don't think. Uh, I just saw the other day that uh, they were plunged back into another lockdown. And now they're talking about how Australia won't reopen until October of this year. The Australian government has established the dangerous precedent of elimination slash zero COVID. We've been hearing this from other Western governments as well. Is exactly that. Oh, no, we can't have any cases. Hell, Fauci in the U.S. said that back during the first two weeks of it. Oh, no, we want to get that infection rate so low to where no one is at risk. So basically, If anyone ever catches a cold, if anyone ever has a sinus infection, if anyone ever catches the flu again, you can never reopen. That's what he was saying. He told us that almost two years ago. This means that when the outbreaks occur, lockdowns occur until there are zero cases in the community. This is why they locked down. Alice Springs was the name of that town of 25,000 that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago in Australia. 25,000 people. They had, what was it like? Uh, three cases or something like that, three, four cases, or maybe it was, maybe it was like 20 cases, whatever. It was, it was, it was nothing. It was pretty low. Yeah, it was nothing. They shut the entire town down and they are 800 miles from the nearest town. Safe to say they're isolated just a little bit. Since the beginning of the pandemic, we have had only 925 deaths. You know, I would actually argue that you've had less than that. Uh, I'm not I'm not disputing you here because you're on the ground down there and I'm not. But we've got several instances here of where we've played uh, Australian politicians that are specifically saying no one has died. 
of COVID-19 in Australia. Now, I don't know if that was an actual mistake, a Freudian slip or, or whatever, but on more than one occasion, they've actually said that. Getting into like what they're doing as far as like human rights and, the, and everything else, um, and violations, authoritarian creeps. Yeah, this is what we're seeing. It's what we're seeing here. The UK, for example, Freedom Day. You remember that? July 19th last week. Yeah, Freedom Day. Freedom Day. That was July 19th. July 20th, what happened? All those people that had that NHS app. I got that clip coming up. All those people that had that NHS app, they got pinged. Oh, no, you need to self-isolate. You need to leave the workforce for an extended period of time, one week, two weeks, whatever, until until we tell you through this app when you can come out of your house. So they've got, they're saying around 520,000 people out of the workforce. It's more like a million. And you're starting to see the effects in the supply chain. That's what it's designed to do. Oh, it's Freedom Day, but they didn't tell you the next day that a million people got pinged and they're no longer in the workforce. They're no longer working the logistical supply lines. So you're going to have shortages. And in the meantime, they're going to blame unvaccinated people. I want to know where legally they have the authority to do this. They don't. They don't. This is economic warfare. Mm -hmm. That's all this is. Mm -hmm. Some of the current violations of rights occurring to Australians are summarized below. Uh, Denying Australians the right to freely leave the country. No argument from me. Uh, Denying Australians the right to return home. There are currently around 35,000 Australians stranded overseas. Really? You can't get back? That's amazing. That is amazing. That I did not know. Hell, at least here, if you're a citizen, they will let you through. No questions asked. They'll let you through. They can't actually stop you from doing that. I'm surprised that that's actually happening down there. Uh, that's that's amazing. Plane tickets are anywhere from 5000 to 50000 Australian dollars each to fly into Australia due to the uh, closed international borders and limited airlines now flying into Australia. We did see last year that uh, Qantas, I think, believe it was Qantas Airlines, they were the first to say, you're not going to fly on our airlines unless you've been double vaccinated. It's not going to happen. Okay, guess what? I'm not flying on Qantas Airlines anymore. Sorry, not going to happen. During the Melbourne lockdown in 2020, there were the following restrictions. 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. Yeah, we've we've experienced that up here, too, because mm-hmm. the virus knows that you've gone into your house after 8 p.m. The virus knows. Yeah. It knows yeah. exactly. And it knows that at 5 a.m. you're going to come out, so it's going to leave you alone. Right. It, it knows that just like when you're in a restaurant or you're in a cafe, it knows when you're sitting down, it knows when you're eating. Now, I'm not going to bother this mm-hmm. person right now because they're eating and they're talking to someone else sitting at the table uh, within their little what, what did Boris Johnson call it? Their little covid bubble, their support bubble, yeah. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to move on. Well, right. Yeah, sure. Last year. I mean, uh, the summer of love here in the States, uh, you know. The COVID knew when you were out there protesting with BLM. Oh, yes. And right. it knew when uh, you were uh, uh, out protesting the COVID-19 lockdowns. It knew the difference. I, I don't hear the mainstream media calling the protesters in all these nations. I don't hear them calling that super spreader events. Because if they were to give that any attention now, the numbers are so large that if they were to give that any attention now, then it would fall apart. Their narrative would just fall apart. There's nothing they can do. So they're just ignoring it completely now. Citizens could not go beyond a five kilometer radius from their home. Again, that was ridiculous. They were doing that here. You couldn't be, what was it? You could, like Germany, where I'm at, at at the moment, they couldn't travel. Like we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't go to the next town over. It was stupid. But, but the crazy thing about it was not only was that crazy, but the craziest thing about that was they don't have the logistics in order to support that. All they have is fear and intimidation. That's how they're able to do this. Bruce, you asked, what authority do they have? They don't have any. They're just doing it. It's fear. They're using fear to force compliance. Citizens could only leave their home for an hour a day. Boy, that's like being on on lockdown in prison, isn't it? 
23 hours a day. You only get one hour outside. Yeah, but you're in you're in a little cage. In this case, you can only go five kilometers away from your house. Yeah. Can't go to a park. You can't go here. You can't go there. You can only buy certain places at essential businesses because you're non-essential, right? Also sounds like uh, another agenda we were seeing uh, back in the day that's changed now. I mean, you can only go in certain areas, you know, within, well, it, it ended up being within five miles of your place, basically. But uh, you weren't allowed to go into... Um, federal lands, you know, the public lands, you know, oh, yes. to go out to yeah, the yeah. parks and stuff. Unless you made yeah. a reservation. Mm -hmm. If you made a reservation, yeah. then you could. Mm -hmm. But the reservation had to be approved before you could go there, which they wouldn't approve any of them unless you were on a, you know, for a, for a special reason, then then yeah. you could go there. Maybe maybe if your score was high enough or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, citizens had to wear a mask outside at all times. Yeah, because that's, yeah, the science has backed that up. Uh, citizens had to wear a mask inside all settings except in their personal home. Actually, I remember some Australian uh, politicians and health people saying um, people should consider wearing a mask in their home because that's the place where they feel the most comfortable. Uh, well, yeah, dumbass, it's your home. You see, they want to get in your personal space. They want to get in your life. They're not going to leave you alone. It, it doesn't matter what your politics are at this point. It, it, it doesn't matter. I don't care about any of that stuff. They're not going to leave you or me or anybody else alone until we Make them leave us alone. That's the only way. Only one person per household could go grocery shopping. I did hear that. Hell, in uh, in the UK, I remember they were actually walling off certain parts of like the store. You you could you could only buy like essential products. They started labeling what you could and couldn't buy. That I remember. Yeah, they were doing something like this uh, in Italy. I remember. Oh um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. One person from the household, yeah, could go. That's what. Yeah, they started mm -hmm. it here in Italy. That's right. Yeah, I remember that now. They they were talking about doing that here in the states, but it never took off. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Seriously, you're going to keep Americans out of a food store, really? It, yeah. It, yeah. Mandatory QR codes. Yep. Social credit. It's coming. Uh, well, hell, it's not coming. It's here. Uh, no sitting in public parks. Yep. That's right. Yep. Can't go here. You can't go there. You can't go on public land. Any rest of it. No sitting on public benches. What? Even by yourself. Really? No, they were doing that in the UK, too. No, you can't sit out there by yourself. No. People were getting arrested, going out, walking their dogs. It was, it was stupid. It's absolutely stupid. No visitors from any other household. Interesting. That was that was pretty bad. Hell, at least in England, they, they gave you one. So they were doing that. Uh, the UK was doing that uh, towards the beginning as well, uh, to where you weren't you weren't allowed to have any other outside of your household. Mm -hmm. They had like a tiered system or something. And oh, yeah, they lines, did the yeah. tier system. Yeah, I remember that. We we went over the tier mm -hmm. system. Oh, I was, it was stupid because they had, oh, yeah, everybody's tier one. No, they're tier two. Now they're tier three. No, we got we ratcheted it back up to tier two. And yeah, the tier yeah. system that actually got pulled. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no walking in groups more than two. Yeah, it happened here. Uh, no visitors to disability care homes or aged care homes. Yep, same here. Uh, same in the States. Uh, no visitors at hospitals, including mothers giving birth and patients on their deathbeds. Because if you would start going to the hospitals, you would have noticed that they were empty. So they had to keep people mm -hmm. out of the hospitals. Like I just said earlier about the members of one of the Brazilian parliaments, I think it was in Rio. Uh, they said, OK, we're being told to report all these numbers to our people. All right, let's get down to the hospital and let's see it. And they were stopped and they just pushed their way past all the security personnel and they discovered the hospital was empty. I've actually got video of that. I mean, it's all in Portuguese, so it wouldn't make any sense. But yeah, 
Only five people could attend a funeral. Yep, same here. Hell, you could even have funerals here, I don't think. Uh, that, that, they yep. completely took that off. Uh, alarmingly, the state premiers, uh, which we would call a governor, uh, have the powers to close their state borders. Yep, same here. They, they have the power to do that. The problem was, or the problem is rather, at least where I am, Germany's got 16 federal states, and they've got premiers just like that here, or governors. But... They all said, "Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna close our our, our states down anymore." They they said that back in it was like March or something. They said, "No, we're not gonna do that. We're tired of this. We can't do this. We can't do this to our to our businesses or anything like that." Well, the federal government just stepped in and said, "All right, fine. We'll just sign a um, a virus protection bill," and they nullified their power. So I'm assuming they're basically doing the same thing here uh, in Canberra. That's my guess. Um, I could be wrong though, but. Uh, state premiers uh, closing their borders. There is no criterion for these border uh, border closures, and as little as one case can trigger a border closure. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Since March last year, Australians have had to lodge had to lodge paperwork to travel domestically to another state. Same in Canada. That's what they're doing now. You can't travel between the provinces in Canada without these passports now. Oh, you can't go from Ontario to Manitoba. You can't go to Quebec. You can't go to Vancouver. You can't go to Saskatchewan. You can't go to to Calgary. You can't go to Alberta. Any of these. They were they were looking at doing the same thing here in the United States, but our constitution, the way it is, they couldn't feasibly do it. Be, well, I mean, they couldn't legally do they it. They don't have so, the manpower. Yeah, exactly. It would be very difficult to uh, bar interstate travel. Uh, they go on to say that uh, many have missed funerals, family crisis, and celebration because they did not have the pre-approved permit to travel to another state. Yeah, papers, please. Uh, this perhaps has been one of the most dangerous and damaging developments to date. Yeah. Uh, and that goes on. But I, like I said, I, I have a lot more to get to today. And I, I would love to go down through the rest of that. And we will. Uh, and I thank you for uh, for sending that in. I want to continue on with that. But unfortunately, we'll, and there's there's more this week that we'll get to for sure. Yeah, we've got a lot to get to today. Uh, but I do want to stick with Australia here just uh, on the on the face of it, because, again, all of these restrictions. Now, I, I went down through those restrictions there that they've been dealing with because what? It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? If all these cases pop up, well, then you've got to close everything down because it's those damn unvaccinated people, right? That's what's causing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's causing it. Let's take a listen to one of the politicians. Unfortunately, I don't have his name. I'm sorry, but he's from the territory of New South Wales. Take a listen to this. Um, 141 people are in hospital with COVID at present and 43 are in intensive care, 18 of whom require ventilation. So this is a very serious disease. Of those 141, 60 um, are under the age of 55 and 28 under the age of 35. And of the 43 people in intensive care, uh, one is in their teens, seven are in their 20s, three are in their 30s, 14 are in their 50s, and 12 are in their 60s, and six are in their 70s. So this is affecting people of all ages with very serious disease. All but one. Um, are vaccinated. One person has just received one dose of vaccine. All but one um, are vaccinated. One person has just received one dose of vaccine. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> For a second there, I thought it, I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of unvaccinated people, but he was clear, was he not? He was clear. Bruce, did you hear that correctly, or was I just hearing things? No. Uh, yeah, all but one were double jabbed and the one was single jabbed so uh-huh 
You know, it's interesting to note as well, before, um, you know, the vaccines were so pushed, people under 50 were not being hospitalized. It was very rare for them to be hospitalized. I would like to see the numbers of what what they're producing now, because uh, that sounds like a much higher number than what we were seeing under 50. Yeah. And it sounds like a much higher number of people. Well, in general, let's look at the actual data of the people that have been jabbed and the people that are going in the hospital and the people that are getting sick and dying. Let's look at those actual statistics. Can we see those numbers? I don't think so, because it doesn't fit the agenda. This is not science. This is political science. Prime Minister, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison on giving people a choice. Listen to this. Seeing your pharmacist as opposed to seeing the GP. And secondly, can you um, can you talk a, a, about the two people who've sadly died um, taking AstraZeneca? And would you be worried if um, one of those uh, people, as I understand it, um, had or the family claims didn't get uh, wasn't fully informed of the symptoms to look out for? Well, we're all responsible for our own health. Oh, really? And when it comes to informed consent and giving consent to whatever treatment or procedure you may have or I may have, then I'm ultimately responsible for what people do in their health treatment to me. And, uh, and there has been the opportunity uh, for people to visit their GP, to have that consultation. The government has provided that and funded that. And the informed consent process provides the decision to the individual. That's the sort of country we live in. People make their own decisions about their own health and their own bodies. He goes on here, and I'll continue with that, but it doesn't seem like you're making the right decision that they want you to make, does it? It's your decision. It's your choice. It's your personal responsibility. That's the country we live in. Isn't that what he said? He did say that. Mm -hmm. I I love politicians because they just talk out of both sides of their mouth. However, what he's not telling you is... Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that is your responsibility, but um, that's not the responsibility that we want you to have at the same time. We want to be able to make that decision for you. And if you don't do what we want you to do, then we're going to take your life away. That's what he's saying. He's not telling you that. He's saying at the same time, well, it's, yeah, personal responsibility. They're reporting down there 184,000 doses have been administered in the last 24 hours. I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy that for a second. Not at all. And I'll explain why here in a minute. But let's continue on with this. That's why we don't have mandatory vaccination um, oh, but in you relation do. to the general population here. But you because do. Because people make their own decisions. And we encourage people to make those decisions. We make as much information available to them as is possible. Um, the vaccines, like any vaccine, uh, with any vaccine, there are, risks, there are risks associated. And I won't go to, into each of the individual oh, ones do. because I don't please want to do. particularly draw attention to anyone. But we all understand <laughs> that with any vaccine, there are risk factors and they're enumerated and they're made available to people and people make decisions about that. Well, I'll let the Chief Medical Officer and others speak to those because they have the details. I've been informed of those cases and there have been other cases and, and they're, they're terribly tragic cases like all of these are. Um, and I feel for their families in those situations. And uh, uh -huh. this, is, this is the terrible impact that p pandemics have when you're responding to pandemics. But I do know that if vaccination rates, um, as, we, as we see, uh, particularly for those who are older, um, uh, are not where we want them to be, then, then people's lives are at risk. Oh, but you're breaking records. But you're breaking records. They're not what they want them to be. I'd see, he told you the truth right there at the end. 
Oh, no, yeah. those are not where right we want the them end. to be. But they're yeah. running the headline literally, Bruce, you can see it literally across the screen at the bottom, record vaccination rates in the last mm-hmm. 24 hours. Well, if the numbers are where you want them to be with the record vaccination rates, why are you saying that they're not where you want them to be? Unbelievable. These people. They have a they have a really low vaccination rate there uh, in Australia. So they do. Uh, like I said, the numbers that I that that I'm seeing are on or around about six percent of people. And that's why they haven't opened up down there is because the Aussies are actually smart enough to understand not to take these damn things. And where he says they're about where, where Prime Minister Morrison, what he says they're about a vaccine is a vaccine. Not this one. Not this one. I'm not against vaccinations. I'm for them. I think that they've solved a lot of our problems. They've they've saved a lot of lives and saved a lot of needless suffering and curing actual disease. My God, it took us 70 years to get a good working polio vaccine. And you're telling me that this one that was developed in less than a year is safe? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is uh, another politician down there, another member of parliament, I believe. Don't have his name again. I do apologize. Uh, But this was his response to the protests across Australia yesterday in uh, Melbourne, Sydney. And frankly, I don't even, I don't, seriously, I'm I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. Well, then, well, good on them, except it's illegal. (laughs) Okay. Um, I honestly don't know what they're protesting against. Uh, You, they're they're protesting against you. Okay, well, good on them, but except that's illegal. Um, I'm sorry, you can't just pass a law that makes it illegal for someone to protest your sorry ass. It doesn't work like that. I wish it was that simple. But uh, unfortunately, we have this thing that uh, developed out of, um, oh, gee, what was it? That old dusty document called uh, the Magna Carta around 1215, maybe, was called the original social contract between us and the uh, upper class to give us property rights. Yeah, see, that was the start of what gave us barefoot peasants rights. And see... Other things developed as a result of that, such as, well, the other most famous document for positive human rights and freedom of people and removing of government chains was called the American Constitution. You see, we have a right here in the West to protest you, elect you, unelect you, oust you, overthrow you, all the rest of it. We the people have that power. You don't just get to pass some BS edict and get rid of it. It doesn't work like that. Now, if you think that you're intelligent enough to sit there and say that against millions of angry Australians, I don't think they're going to like that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's illegal. You can't protest us. That's illegal. I don't give a damn if you pass a law that says you can't protest you because it's illegal. That means I'm going to protest you even more. Oh, it's illegal. Okay, so what? The people that are going to go out there and they're going to protest, they're breaking the law. I say you're breaking the law by breaking the law. I mean, it's at this point, the only the only governments that really have the authority in the Western world, at least to go in and say, well, you can't protest or you can't protest these things. Uh, technically speaking, the Western world all have more or less the, the First Amendment, uh, freedom of speech. It's worded differently, freedom of expression. Uh, but more or less, you, you, you have the right to protest. The only governments that do have that authority are dictatorships, authoritarian states. I mean, you know, they're the ones that come in and do that kind of stuff, not the Western world. So, um, you know, our, our freedoms are being pulled out from underneath us. And it, uh, hopefully uh, the people are starting to 
become aware of this and are, are going to rise up. Uh, I, I'm hoping that the more people that rise up and, and realize this and uh, awaken to it, um, it's going to delay and cancel the uh, 2030 projects that are mm-hmm. in play. Oh, they're desperate. They are desperate to keep that that runaway train on the tracks, if you will. Um, the reason I say that the numbers, the VAX numbers in Australia are bull is because of what the New Zealand prime minister is saying. Listen, my comments on our situation, not relative to any other country. We've always said this is the year of the vaccine. In three days, we've delivered almost 100,000 doses. We're ramping up as we expected with the biggest delivery in July that we've had. And we are eternally grateful for the job vaccinators are doing uh, with what will be the biggest and most historic vaccination campaign in New Zealand's history. So do you think the health ministry might have got the ball and read for once vaccines aren't an issue? I don't understand that, you know, uh, some places that are doing mass training We've trained 8,000 vaccinators ready to go, uh, and they will continue to be brought on stream as we roll out our vaccine plan, which has always been designed to continually ramp up. And as you will have heard the minister say, uh, almost 100,000 vaccine doses delivered across three days. You can see that ramp up is now occurring. Uh huh. You can see it. You can't actually verify it, but you can see it. Yeah, you can see it on the uh, the cooked up numbers. I don't buy those numbers. You ran the numbers, uh, weighed them against the current population of New Zealand. If they have those kind of vaccination rates, how much of their population will be vaccinated? That means they would have been vaccinating about two percent of their population uh, a, a day, more or less. Um, so, I mean, they'd have it done in what fifty days if they kept that up. Yeah. But I, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that any more than uh, in, than the UK. I think you're having the same problem. You see, if all of this, think about this, if all of this was going the way that they wanted it to go, then everything that they're saying would be completely unnecessary. Think about that. They wouldn't need to talk about record vaccination rates. They wouldn't need to do campaigns where they're going after 10,000 people in Manchester, England, and less than 100 people show up. If things were going the way they wanted them to go, you wouldn't need any of this stuff. What happened to herd immunity? Has anybody ever asked that question? It's never meant to get you to herd immunity because they'll just cook up some variant and throw that one out. Notice you're hearing about the next variant, the next variant, the next variant, the next variant. They need the variant storyline now. They need those lies. They need more gaslighting based on that propaganda to hide the fact that people are going to start dropping over dead from these vaccines. That's what they need. And they're going to blame the people that are smart enough not to take it against that. You see how that works? Yeah, because they're not doing as they're told. Exactly. And I think those numbers are far, far larger than what they expected. Uh, and they're not they're not happy about those numbers in the streets at all, at all, because they're not paying one. If they were, let's say the numbers in the streets of the people protesting, let's say they were half those. OK, let's say they're just for the sake of argument, let's say they were half the numbers, what they were, or even a quarter. Then you would probably see kind of the, the same coverage you were seeing in the beginning when they first started a couple of months ago. You would see a couple of thousand uh, loonies and conspiracy theorists showed up here and, and it's a super spreader event. They could scapegoat it then, but they can't scapegoat it when you've got millions and millions of people out there. You can't do that for much longer. So I think they're in a real panic here. UK, new NHS commercial advert, whatever you want to call it, for the new NH app that has taken over a million people out of their workforce right after Freedom Day. Remember, just three weeks to flatten the curve. 
NHS COVID pass for use at venues and events in England. If you haven't already, you will need to download the NHS app to your smartphone. This is not to be confused with the NHS COVID-19 app. Okay. You will need a mobile phone number and your date of birth to set up an NHS login to see your vaccination or test results. Mm-hmm. To open the NHS app when you have downloaded it, press the app icon which takes you to the home screen. Press continue with the NHS login button. You will need to enter your email address, then press continue. You will be prompted for your password. Enter this and press continue. Once you have set up your login with your ID, at this stage you will arrive at a security code page. You will be sent a text with a six-digit code. Enter this and press continue. How convenient. Okay. You are now ready to click on the Get Your NHS COVID Pass. Oh, great. Click Continue, then the screen gives you a choice of domestic or travel. You will need to click on the domestic link. It should show a green tick and say valid in England. Mm Mm-hmm. Please have this information ready on your phone as you approach the event to show your vaccination status or negative test results to a member of the venue or event team. But what if I don't have one? If you're asked to show this. If you don't have access to a computer or smartphone and have been fully vaccinated, you can call 119 for a copy of the NHS COVID pass letter. Oh, okay. How long is that? The letter can take up to five working days to reach you, so ensure you order it in good time before your event. Uh You can also download and print a PDF version of the letter through www.nhs.uk. If you have any further questions, visit www.nhs.uk or call 119 and select NHS COVID Pass Service. No, I don't think I'll be doing that. Uh, but uh, I, I appreciate your cute little ad there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm so sick of this this corporate jingle garbage they've got going on behind this stuff like we're like we're in preschool. It's disgusting. Like, like we're in kindergarten or something, like we're a bunch of adult children. It's the same thing with Klaus Schwab and his gang of thieves down there in Davos. They put out these uh, these little videos and everything talking about how you're going to eat bugs and, and weeds and all the rest of it. And they got this... And you're going to be happy wooden, about it. Yeah, and happy about it. They got this little wooden xylophone with an air thing going on behind. It's disgusting. It's insulting. Where, where, where can I send the, uh, the hate mail to them? I wonder. I wonder if it'll work if you just send it to like... You know, the strongly worded letters. Um, yeah, it could. The good news is, the good news is, now I, I know you were concerned about this. I'm sure that they're having a little bit of a problem uh, with vaccine numbers in, say, Middle Eastern countries, for example, or in, I mean, we have large um, Muslim populations in, uh, in the Western world. I'm sure that mm-hmm. they're having problems getting COVID numbers, vaccine numbers in, um, in those communities as well. Uh, so the World Health Organization has cleared all this up, uh, and they've, they've set the record straight just to make sure that everyone's comfortable with it and there's no confusion. Uh, the World Health Organization, Bruce, as you can see, this is a verified uh, Facebook account for the World Health Organization. See, it's got the blue tick up there. Yeah, They put out an official update on COVID-19 and the vaccine, and they say that uh, COVID-19 vaccines are halal, which is, I mean, that's... I mean, that's good, right? Uh, they say that COVID-19 vaccines do not contain animal products of any kind. Me- medical fikes imposing. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if that's. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. F-I-Q-U-H. I, I'm not sure what that is. Um, but anyway, has ruled that vaccines are permissible according to Sharia law. Fike. Uh, fike. OK, it is 
nice to know that the World Health Organization is actually telling us that they don't contain animal products of any kind because that's the first time they've actually t actually told us about the ingredients of any of it, to be honest. They're not very forthcoming about that. As a matter of fact, they're not forthcoming about any of it at all because it's un for two reasons. One, it's under emergency use authorization. That's the first reason. The second reason, they have a patent on it. So technically under the patent, per patent law, they don't have to tell you what's in it. That's why when you get the inserts, and I've seen several videos of this, pharmacies, whatever, you know, these these boxes of J&J &J or, or AstraZeneca or Pfizer, any of the rest of them, they show up, they open the boxes up, fresh box, it's all sealed. They open the box of the vaccines up, pull out the insert, and it's blank. There's nothing on it. Also, um, they're saying those are halal vaccines. Many have egg proteins in there. Um, they do. And jellyfish as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's not low. No, the numbers, like I said, the numbers have, have just hit a wall, uh, and they're they they just don't know what to do at this point. They're they're scrambling. Uh, they're grasping at, at just about everything. Fauci again, right? Fauci saying that he's he's deeply concerned about uh, the direction of the pandemic, and and now see you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and even if you are doing what you're supposed to do, see it's a double standard. You you don't you don't make a deal with this and and do what you're told, and then that gets you out of it. That's not how this works. They think that if you're stupid enough, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mincing words here, they think if you're stupid enough to go out and do this to yourself, then you deserve what happens to you. They don't respect you because you don't stand up for yourself. So they're going to double down again. That's the bad part about it, is you go out and you do one of these uh, vaccines or whatever, and you think you're going to get out of it. Where's the incentive for you? Oh, do we get back to normal? No, you get a new normal with that garbage ad that you just heard. That's what you get. You get pinged out of the workforce whenever they deem fit. Bruce and I did a thing on technology. We talked about social credit and, and things uh, last week about your digital independence. Get out of these big tech companies. Get out of Google. Get out of Apple. Get out of them. Get out of the system that they are using. If everyone is out of this system, then they don't have a control system. That goes with yeah, it. But if but if they do what they're what they're trying to do with the COVID pass and do the QR codes and all that kind of stuff, Burn them. Trying, if if they do that, well, that's great. But you're not going to get into those venues. You you have to resist the 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 COVID restrictions that they're wanting to do with these COVID passes and whatnot. Yes, I, yes you I have agree. to stand up and resist against those. Otherwise, they're going to enact all those things, even uh, on people that are completely out of the system. So yeah, but again. If you don't stand up for yourself, then you're not going to get any respect. It's, it's exactly it's it, yeah, it's it's like that all the way through with this group of people. See, if you stand up and you push back hard enough, that'll actually get them to back off. Now, does that mean they're going to go away? No, because you can't stop. You have to push and push and push and you have to push 10 times harder than what they're pushing. And the reason that you can and we will push back harder is very simple. We have a weapon against them that they don't have at their disposal, they cannot wield it the way we can. And it's called the truth. They don't have the truth. All they have are lies and deceit and fear. That's all they've got. All right, we're out of time. All right, for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day. We also do an exclusive podcast once a week just for our Telegram subscribers. You also get access to our news feed and our comment section as well. Drop a comment in there. We would love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email, just like a wonderful listener from Australia did, and love hearing from you. Thank you very much. You can drop us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. 
and we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.